Hey guys, welcome to the Moral Minority Show. I am your host, Josh Luckett, and I'm joined once again um, by the one and only Kennedy Curley. Um, we are excited to have uh, some fun conversation. Um, this won't immediately sound like a fun conversation, but I think it will be. Um, we are going to talk about the nature of not really reverse racism, but kind of in light of some things that have happened in pop culture recently, what does it look like to challenge black people on their racism? Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll add, we'll add a lot of context and, and nuance to that, but, but, um, but yeah, Kennedy say, Hey, say what up? Hey, how's it going? You know, doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm just here, you know, want to talk to you about black racism mixed. I told you this, uh, you know, <laughs> I was thinking about this actually um, immediately after we decided on this for the ep episode. Uh, a few years back, we had that conversation about um, can black people be racist? And uh, I thought it was funny because you've switched on this. But at the at that point, you were like, um no, like black people can't be racist. They can be prejudiced. Mm -hmm. uh, they, but racism is prejudice plus power. You were going off of mm -hmm. a definition that was, uh, you said it was the historical definition mm -hmm. of, of racism. I thought it was funny because I heard what you were saying. It kind of made sense to me, but also I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm half black, half white. You know, I'm not like in all the time, you know, <laughs> with black people. So like, I was like, yeah, you know, it makes sense, but I'm just not buying it. So <laughs> like, you're you were pretty right. convincing most of the time, but I just wasn't buying it. You so. were right, man. And I, you know, it was funny. I, that was a conversation we were having in Youth Impact and, you know, it, it, it was, it was trendy sociologically at that time to hold the view that I held back then. And now we just moved to a place where I think so much is being seen, said, thought about, and, and we'll get into some of that in this episode of why it's a little harder to critique black people on racism and why it's a good thing that it's harder to critique black people on racism and we'll get into some of that. But um, but, but but really this isn't this isn't just to like um, have an episode where we you know, well we well well we've come at the white people long enough. Now it's time to <laughs> Now it's time to deal with those, you know, mm. with the, you know, with black people. And I'm, no, that's not what this is. It's in light of some things that have happened recently and what could potentially be a trajectory moving forward. Let's address it so that I think it can maybe give people language to have this sophisticated conversation because it probably feels paralyzing to step into some of these conversations and really give a, a genuine critique. So. Mm. So the so the obvious like pop culture things that we're referring to is Kanye West absolutely losing his mind, followed mm -hmm. by Kyrie Irving absolutely losing his mind, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll we'll describe that and and kind of elaborate on that. But those two instances or those two situations have been so big because of Kanye's stardom. And because of Kyrie's not only stardom, but both of their antics and the the level of the kind of increase of their antics incrementally over time. And now we're just kind of at a place where it's like, OK, now it, it may be time to have the discussion. So so, Kennedy, how, how about you start 
and just kind of with Kanye, um, what have what what's kind of been the story or the path or what have been even just the recent events that have kind of caused the the uproar? Well, so <clears throat> excuse me, it uh, it it was recent, but it also has been a trend for like the last six or so years, mm-hmm. starting with the uh, slavery is a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the obviously the red hat, um, you know you had, uh, but recently obviously you had the uh, the comment. I think he just randomly went on Twitter one day, uh, said, "When I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to go DefCon three on Jewish people." Of course, people are lose, like rightfully so losing their minds. Like, what the hell do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, and so he pretty much doubled down though um oh also actually forget uh it wasn't just the jewish thing it was uh he called out george floyd for uh you know gave a um mm-hmm. what was it it was the the narrative that george floyd died because he was on fentanyl, was it fentanyl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. he got that off of uh candace owens documentary and not from an actual legitimate source it was debunked in court mm-hmm. uh, so you had him kind of going at george floyd um i think he's called out his mom in recent uh, the recent like week or so, which is so um, interesting, because anyone who knows Kanye West's story knows that his mom was such is such a beloved figure mm-hmm. and su- someone that he memorializes so well, mm-hmm. and so to see him in a manic state where he's getting to the place of post mortem critiquing her is really in- publicly is really interesting. Yeah, kind of yeah hypocritical. I don't think he. Nobody. If if it were him, obviously he wouldn't like someone, right. you know, talking about his mom. But right. uh, you know, no, yeah, I uh, I I thought that um, you know, just between the George Floyd comments, and I think the Jewish one was the one that kind of set everyone off, just because um, we've kind of heard Kanye be racist towards yeah. black people for a long time, yeah. so it's not really new. It still provokes a reaction, but um, there's something about with Jewish people. I think just because of the obvious like. It's it's literally tied to Nazism when you <laughs> you know you have like invalid and and misleading and you know um, just uh, misinformation on Jewish people like that's mm-hmm. such a clear tie. Um, mm-hmm. I think that really kind of got everyone talking. But I thought it was really interesting when uh, when Kanye when he said what he said and uh, and it provoked obviously a reaction. It, it also pre- provoked a, a lot of people kind of supported him, mm-hmm. um, and I noticed it pretty much in two groups one was um white supremacist <laughs> of course um always going to take the side of racism and uh um most of the time not against white people but mm-hmm. um and uh, and then the other one is uh there were a lot of black people not all black people because a lot of black people don't have not messed with kanye for a long time mm-hmm. but enough black people who were just kind of kind of making the the maybe excuse of like oh you know there are other people who've said racist things in the past and you know they're not losing their sponsorships or whatever i'm like that's true but at the same time um when are we gonna just condemn racism you know like when are we gonna it it doesn't i don't really care if uh, like we're not gonna have kanye pass because we've given other people a pass before like it just doesn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. so you've got people who are kind of doing the but but this you know type of deflection and then you have other people who were doing the uh um well he's black and he's just trying to you know enlighten the people on you know 
um, black ownership and Jewish ownership and people are trying to silence him. And obviously, you know, uh, he's right about the Jewish media because they're canceling him now. And I'm just seeing a lot of that. And so I noticed that a lot of pro-black people who oftentimes are on the right side of racism against black people were on the wrong side of racism against other people. Mm-hmm. That's just what I kind of noticed. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's so much to get into there that I think it's going to be easier to talk about some of that with what we're going to talk about later as far mm-hmm. as kind of the defense of Kanye. But just at its baseline, we have an individual who, as he's navigated stardom and um, mainstream spaces, has kind of built this vendetta and this um, conspiratorial like paranoia towards Jewish people. And the historical relevance to that is a lot of the energy and the ideology that was used to justify um, and create an apologetic for the Holocaust was kind of creating the Jewish people into this kind of into this um, uh, block of people who brought about cultural degradation, who were trying to control all the spaces of media and wealth and, um, and art, and ultimately in controlling those spaces was pushing an agenda of of uh of uh, cultural delinquency and all of those things and and uh you know the, you know it was the economic woes of you know germany were placed upon you know like you well those jewish people were you know mm-hmm, finding right. ways to manipulate the economy and and um hoard wealth and screw people over and 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 and, and, and in fairness uh the the reality was there were there was a significant amount of Jewish people in mm-hmm. control in 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 um kind of you know in in the in the time period you know contemporary to the Holocaust there was a lot of Jewish um people involved in in finance um which historically you know we don't have time to get into this deeply but that that, that was like Necessary. They didn't have any other spaces to mm-hmm. um, within that society to participate in um, the market and find meaningful work and labor. It, it, it was kind of um, delegated to them, and they stepped into that field. Um, but but most of the other stuff, all of the other stuff, which doesn't, which by the way, just because they were part of those fields, doesn't mean that they were ruining the economy or screwing over Germans or whatever. Mm. But but most of the conspiratorial uh, paranoia towards Jewish people was just baseless. It, it had no uh, sociological base. It had no database. It, 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 it was not founded on anything that was concrete or real. It was just, we need a Jew. Mm. In order for us to make the argument to push our agenda forward, to push this ethno-nationalist um, agenda forward, we need a group 
that we can kind of make the punching bag mm-hmm. for all of what's wrong with society and kind of make it seem as though we're fixing society by dealing with that group. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very sad that Kanye is, par- is participating in that. Mm-hmm. Um, for, the, for those of you who have no idea Kanye's kind of trajectory, like Kanye started his career actually being pretty conscious. We don't have time to get into all the elements that he um, kind of spoke into and was very um, adamant about early on in his career. But you know, Kanye was very... Um, knowledgeable about social issues um passionate in speaking out against um things that he believed were wrong with society and it was kind of a part of his brand that even if he did it in a way that we were we would be like oh that's an interesting way to do it Mm -hmm. on a you know um on a what is a telethon raising money for (laughs) hurricane katrina let's let's call Mm -hmm. out the president but it was also such a bold awesome almost like a like a christ moment of flipping tables and the t- you know what i mean like yeah, just yeah. like a just like a yeah what a what an unconventional uh, place to shock everyone, right, right. You know? <laughs> and then over time we realized that like wait kanye's kind of a jerk like snatching the award away from taylor swift to say beyonce had the better music video which mm-hmm. was true but taylor swift did not deserve yeah. that and she actually deserved the reward the award even if I thought Beyonce was a little more deserving, let's not act like Taylor Swift wasn't deserving. Right. There was a reason yeah. she was a nominee. You know, and, and then just, you know, having a vendetta against Barack Obama because of because Barack Obama called him an what did he call him an idiot or something? Or I can't remember it's, his specific Yeah, statement. it was idiot or something like that. I yeah, can't remember. But yeah. he was right. He was right. <laughs> and, and and it's like you're proving him right. Yeah. You, you know, you're you're fulfilling the prophecy that you're an idiot mm-hmm. by the your behavior and and so well, Kanye was followed up with Kyrie Irving mm. doing this. He read Kyrie Irving retweeted a, a post from Alex Jones, very conspiratorial. It had a lot of stuff in it. Also mentioned some Jewish conspiracy theories and 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 Kyrie has had a history recently of being pretty pseudo intellectual, mm. which we'll, which we need to get into a little bit. For, for this conversation, but kind of being pseudo-intellectual and essentially with that kind of pushing the ideas of things that aren't very founded in literature, sociology, anything, mm-hmm. and just kind of being like, you know, oh, but I'm, I'm smart and I read and I care about stuff, yeah. therefore, oh, believe me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And... So, so Kyrie also got caught kind of... He, he wasn't as vocal about it as Kanye. And mm-hmm. definitely, he doubled down, but in a way that wasn't the same as Kanye. But ultimately was called out for retweeting that and, you know, you know had the whole situation with being very very publicly anti-vax. And, mm-hmm. and he, po- he retweeted the Alex Jones tweet and then he posted the documentary link. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, and, go and, on. Yeah, yeah. And, and then when confronted with you know, like, hey, that was very inappropriate and alarming and um, and so on and so forth, you know, basically just kind of in just such a smug... I, I think that was just such the... the just the fury towards it was just the smugness in which he responded when it's like, bro, you retweeted something mm-hmm. that was 
flagrantly inappropriate. Like, what did you expect for us to do? You expect right. the media to not ask and, you and about it? Or? immediately after Kanye is losing sponsorships and yes. support for also clearly saying anti-Semitic things and also the George Floyd stuff. But the thing that Kyrie was tied to was uh, was was more so the anti-Semitism. And so what do you think when when Kanye is getting all this backlash from his comments, what do you think is going to happen when you post a conspiracy link right. uh, with, you know, quotes that are fake, uh, you know, books that were used to uh, indoctrinate children into thinking Jewish people were the enemy in Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of that types of stuff. Uh, one quote saying that the six million Jewish people... Um, they didn't actually kill six million. Uh, that was a, the myth or whatever. So, like, what do you think is going to happen? Um, yeah. Sorry, good. To, go no, ahead. yeah. <laughs> and so that I, I think that just segues into well, it concludes with an obvious statement that we that I know this is hard for us to say. I know we just want to basically couch Kanye and Kyrie's statements into being irresponsible or being annoying or mm-hmm. being you know, uh, disrespect for whatever. no anti-Semitism is racist. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like let's, let's get that out of our chest. Let's get that out of our body. Let's put that out into the ether. It's racist. It's right. racist to be anti-Semitic. It's ugly. It's, it's like I said earlier, flagrantly inappropriate. And, and it does lead to more, uh, uh, civil rights, crimes and violations and persecutions against groups when there is more public vitriol towards them. I mean, right. this is just, we, we see this time yeah, and time yeah. again. We have this proven time and time again mm. that you're going to have an uptick in uh, um, civil rights abuses and um, persecution towards minority groups if it's in the vernacular of a society. Right. We, we saw that, that with Trump and Asian people, yep. the beginning of COVID. Yep. Um, I, you see it with trans people, right? You see it mm-hmm. on, um, like, a, um, it was uh, what was it, the El Paso shooting? Yep. Um, yeah, you see it. There's plenty of rhetoric that leads to yep. that type of behavior. We have a, we've we've had now a handful of manifestos from mass shooters, mm-hmm. specifically citing racist ideology for their um, for what provoked them to do it. And so, it's racist. It's a but but it begs the question, which, <laughs> which we started talking about at the beginning, that now we're going to dive into a little bit. Can black people be racist? Well, let's just start with an obvious statement before we get to can black people be racist against white people. Can black people be racist? Okay. Yes, because what Kanye and Kyrie are doing mm-hmm. is racist. Right. right. <laughs> so... so we, do we really need to, like we like let's just front that with like kind of an intuitive kind of mm. observable truth that both of these men have chosen to use their public platform to spew rhetoric mm. that is hateful and that could lead to more injustices happening to particular people groups in any other scenario with any other skin color mm. we would call that Right, racist. Mm-hmm. So intuitively, before we even get into definitions and break down terms and thoughts and history and experiences and anecdotals and all that, let's just call that what it is. Right, right. No, you yeah. know, and and so with the nature of that, I, I think it's fair now to move into, you know, what it what what is what does that really mean to be racist? So 
so Kennedy, as you think through, like, um, I think just like, you know, like I said, like we were talking about earlier, like the conversation that we were having it, back when I was in Youth Impact of like the the distinction between prejudice and racism and power and all those things. With all of with that knowledge, with that kind of basic knowledge of what kind of the popular sociological term was at the time, and kind of still is that black people cannot be racist because of their lack of power, power mm-hmm. even though they have prejudices. How do you? And it can be anecdotal. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like a deep definition or historical or anything. But how do you respond to that? And how do you? How did you think about that back then? And how are you still thinking about that now? As far as like any challenges you have to that, like seemingly oversimplistic. Yeah. Well, know? so <laughs> our kids made fun of Asian people, like Asian leaders, Bro. like in, in Youth Impact. Straight so up. you had that yeah. Uh, yeah. accent, you know, mimicking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just saying like hurtful things. And, uh, and Kennedy's referring to our kids uh, in uh, our Youth Impact program. Right, right. Which we love, you know. I, yeah. Not, you no, know, we love them, but they, but, they, you know, they were, they were racist. Yeah, they were doing <laughs> a lot of that, but they're kids. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like we had, yeah, exactly. We so I, them, I'm not yeah. like trying to shit on them. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, like it was true. we saw it, you know, and so we saw that. Um, you know, we, we've seen, um, you know, just, um, uh, I think one of the big things for me too, I didn't have the language probably then as much as I do now. Um, and I still don't have like the perfect language, but the book that you put me on, uh, how to be an Mm anti-racist by Ibram Kendi, I think Mm -hmm. he had a really, um, good kind of outline of kind of what racism is with, uh, how he described it as, uh, both an idea or a policy that promotes inequity um, among races, amongst uh, racial groups, and so um, he had a whole chapter in there, like about I I, I don't I haven't gotten to it yet, but um, of uh, you know black people being racist to other people and specifically white people, which we can get into later. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I kind of think that's a pretty good definition of um, you know racism. It can be both systemic, it can be social. Um, and so, like I said, we've seen, you know, students mimic, you know, accents, say hurtful things, you know, whatever about, you know, food, cultural things, whatever. Um, we've seen, you know, Kanye attack Jewish people for pretty much no reason. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just think that and also one thing that I notice also especially um, is uh I think the algorithm on Twitter knows <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, this this pisses me off, but I see a lot of people specifically, you know, hitting at uh, interracial marriages and relationships, mm-hmm. and that's a big one that I, you know, as a kid, I always kind of thought that it was either equal or less on the part that black people would be against interracial marriage, but I feel like, and I trust me, like, you and I have both experienced um, opposition to that from white people and white family of people that we've dated mm-hmm. um, so that's not to say that you know there is none of that in white people of course there is uh, we've felt that we've seen that reason um, precaution yeah yeah uh, but you know I, I it just feels to me like I've seen that vocalized by black not all black people of course but a lot of you know like a good amount of black people with a lot of opposition from other black people and you see um you know, like I saw it with Bill Russell after he uh, passed away. They showed a clip of uh, his wife at a uh, game 
and his wife was white, and uh, and the reactions were just crazy. Um, to a widow. To a widow, yeah. yeah. And she's crying, you know, like, so it's it's just, and to me, I think that that's pretty telling when you have people opposing that, but you have civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King and Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass died married to a white woman, mm-hmm. you know, Martin Luther King dated a, a white woman, so... Mm-hmm. So did did Malcolm X. That'll shock a lot of people. Oh, did he really? Straight up girlfriend. It wasn't to the point like, like Martin was like, I want to marry this girl, Uh and she shut it down. Uh, uh, Malcolm's girl. I think it was just kind of like a, a girlfriend, fling type situation. He was into her, but not enough Uh for that for that for for it to be. It it doesn't it doesn't pop up as much on his radar because and it was like post him. Uh-huh. Even going to jail and becoming Muslim, and it was like early on, but, right, but yeah, right. it happened. No, but yeah, I just see stuff like that where I'm like, you know, it 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 doesn't um, it just doesn't make sense how you can preach inclusivity, but then say like, oh no, you gotta, you know, stick to to just you know preserving our race or no, you know asinine. just to it's asinine. I, yeah. I, I can't wait to get and, to and it. I I actually I'll just finish by saying like I read that and I'm like. Y'all not want me alive, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I think that's an interesting thing that people forget is like you have so much of a society that is a result of interracial, right. you know, Drake. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like so much of any society, and it's not just black and white. It's so many people that right. are a product of of, mul- of of multiple ethnic groups, mm. whether that's their parents or their historical background and. Uh, so so we'll get we'll get to that because that gosh there's so many thoughts I have on that <laughs> one in particular but I, you know like so so we can obviously see that Kanye and Kyrie were racist towards Jewish people and I think and I think a helpful definition not not like a succinct one but I think healthy thinking on racism is just if you can look at a people group and find them as genetically or culturally inferior mm-hmm. you're being racist yeah. And, and and I and so the pushback that we, that people give is like, well, historically racism was created by white supremacy mm-hmm. and by white supremacists, and it was the idea of placing a, a human hierarchy based on your phenotypical look and um, and manifesting that hierarchy within society and justifying that hierarchy by saying there are genetic and cultural differences that lead to humanity flourishing better if certain people are in leadership and in power and certain people aren't. Mm. And so much of the ideology behind keeping slavery or keeping Jim Crow was, well, the protection of these minority groups because they're um, they're intellectually inferior, they're motivationally inferior, they are not going to want to work and, you know, sustain things on a personal level, like you know, it's better for them that we couch them in subjugation uh, so that we can protect them and take care of them and, and look out for them. And and, uh, and so, yeah, that's that's a historical definition of racism. But times change. Mm. And and we'll, we'll get to why there's still a distinction there. But the reality is, if you have black people who, like Kanye, who are calling Jewish people, at the very least, culturally inferior if not speaking to them being genetically inferior mm-hmm. can we can we just be real that that, that 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 that's what that is and so with that definition not only are Kanye and Kyrie both being ultimately racist towards 
um, Jewish people, but we've seen black people as a community be racist towards each other. Mm -hmm. And so I I see it all the time. So Takeoff, unfortunately, passed away. Very sad. And what makes it even more sad is it feels like it's been a stream of circumstances where we have lost um, hip-hop artists. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rarely is it like mainstream guys, you know? And unfortunately, there's been an uptick recently of mainstream guys. So we had Mm -hmm. Nipsey Hussle. We had Young Dolph from Memphis. We had Takeoff. We had X uh, X Sex Tentacion um, in like 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Mac Miller, but that was like a, a weird situation with pharmaceuticals. And um, at first it looked like a suicide. Now we're seeing it may have been kind of just a funky situation where he got some bad stuff and right. drink. And so it's weird. But, um, you know, like, so we've seen this uptick. And so naturally the first thing that comes out is this idea of like, well, there's something pathological in the music and there's something pathological in the culture. Well, guess what? That's racist. <laughs> you know, like, you know and, 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 it, and it's a part, it's a microcosm of bigger conversations that are normally have in the black community of, mm-hmm. well, um, you know, uh, well, we, y'all got it. We need to act right. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, can't, we can't fight for justice until we act right. We don't need to be out here screaming about cops killing black people when black people are killing black people we're killing each other and you know all this stuff and and i'm like you know i listened to all this dialogue and and kind of sat back after the takeoff situation because that was so much of the commentary and Mm. and for those of you who don't know takeoff was a artist who was with the uh the group called the migos he was an exceptional individual who needs his flowers that group changed hip-hop did so much impact to the culture at such a young age are so legendary this guy was completely a bystander in the midst of an argument between people over a dice game there's some really funky details about that that actually have some pretty probably are going to have some pretty ugly implications but ultimately like i said a bystander in a situation caught a stray bullet and died um just absolutely tragic it really messed me up when i first heard it but the commentary immediately following was just like this black pathology like y'all need to act right i'm like have we ever considered that this is a gun control issue that maybe if i get into an argument with some people at a bowling alley i should be able to wake up the next morning and be okay right (laughs) and shouldn't catch a stray bullet because there are guns in the bowling alley right have we ever this is something that i don't think people think about very much at all it's like have we ever considered that hip-hop is one of the rare sociological spaces where really wealthy people interact with poor people or people who come from cultural spaces that are that are more uh like adjusted or heightened in their like trigger responses of poverty and like there's really weird social like so my point is how many mansions do you see like mansions of white people mansions of white families i'm sorry next to like white trailer parks you know, mm-hmm. or how, how much do you see interaction and intercourse between really wealthy people and people who are poor in hip hop? It's kind of often 
whether it's that they're going back to their communities after they make it big or that they're just hanging in clubs and spots with people who just got a little come up like they're a bodyguard so they're making a little bit or you know they're chilling with their cousin who's a rapper so they're in the club or you know there's a lot of interaction between wealth and poverty and class tension Mm -hmm. that's literally why we see a lot of these deaths like sometimes these guys are being threatened to give up something their their address and their locations are more public and people who want to do them harm whether it's because they actually have an issue with them or it's because they want to get something out of them or threaten them or whatever like there's that's a lot of class tension that's not that's not just black people wanting to kill black people, right. but that's the immediate thing that we jump to. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. racist. Right. That that's racist to you hear the headline and your first thought is, oh, black people don't always kill black people. Mm-hmm. Did you look into the details of the story? Are you thinking through the sociological implications of what the space of hip hop is? Like, there's so many things to consider mm-hmm. before the immediate thought is, well, they they just love to kill each other. Yeah. And then real quick, like. Then you have the well. Look at the look at the high crime rate in the black community and how it's you know um, kind of seeping into hip hop. And I'm like, where's what's the crime rate in like a you know middle to upper middle class black communities? Oh, it's not you know crazy. I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe there's money and resources <laughs> right. and, and like other other ways to like you know deal. You know, it's it's probably a little hard to deal with a um, like a litigation issue when both of you are in a gang and selling drugs, you probably can't sue the person. Mm-hmm. You probably got to beat them up, threaten them, kill them. You know, it, 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 it's it's so complicated. But we jump immediately to black people don't know how to act right, and that mm-hmm. comes a lot of times from black. A lot right, of the commentary right. after takeoff, I was listening to hip hop spaces, and mm-hmm. that was the commentary. And I'm like. How is that the commentary? Yeah, he caught a stray bullet. Was there an actor who who said that? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I don't. I heard some famous people say that. Obviously, um, you have that. You have, uh, you know, um, I think I've heard I've heard black people in the past and uh, you know like criticize you know the way that um, you know different victims of uh, you know police brutality have acted, you know, not complying, not acting right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've heard Stephen A. talk about, like, sagging. and mm-hmm. um, Stephen A. Smith, ESPN personality. Um, probably the biggest ESPN personality right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we see it all the time. Um, and, and Ben Carson, you know, uh, Candace Owens, Dr. Well, he's... he's Actually, uh, we'll get to him. Uh, <laughs> he, he's a problem that must be talked about later. Right. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but Candace Owens, you know, like people, Ben Carson, uh, th- those are the type, like, they'll sit in front of a camera or they'll sit in front of other politicians and act like they got out of their environment because of the way that they acted in contrast to the way their people acted. Um, and I don't know, just to me, I think that that's completely, it, like what you were saying, it just it just kind of takes away from the context of the oppression that's happening around them. It's, it doesn't even necessarily take away from it. It completely negates it, it completely, um, you know, um, 
it just pretends it doesn't exist. Like poverty matters, um, you know, history of oppression and, and building wealth matters. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so no, I completely agree with that definition of, uh, or, or at least the guideline of, um, if you think someone's culture is inferior or biologically they're inferior. And I think we've seen mostly, we see there is biological racism, but I think a lot of what we see that people miss or haven't really caught on to completely is the cultural, um, you know, assimilationist. So mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. It, it, it's, 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 it's the easiest one that we can run to right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's way harder to make the biological argument. So you just constantly say, like, well, you know how they act. Right, right. You know how they are, you know? And it's like, well, what, is, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you communicating? Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it is not super controversial to say anything that we've said so far that Kanye and Kyrie have been racist towards. Jews, uh, maybe people will use different language, but I, I think it's pretty across the board. That's been pretty, you know, um, re- repudiated and rebuked. Um, I, I think we all know that there's tension between older and younger generations of African American groups, and class tension there, and 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 maybe some con- um, condescension towards. Um, poor at more poor african-american groups um that can that can lead to some some inferior superiority complex amongst other african-american groups Mm -hmm. and so so far nothing super duper controversial but um let's just keep it a buck yes black people can be racist towards white people too i am so sorry like i don't like (laughs) you don't gotta be sorry like it it, it (laughs) took us a while to get here but like and not just on this podcast but just in life and in reality as a society and even in our own personal in my own personal journey and conversation but guys like it it's true like 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 if 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 you're and and i think it really comes down to investigating what you're communicating when you're making a critique about white people. Mm-hmm. Are you communicating a critique about white supremacy or are you communicating a critique about white people and white culture? Mm-hmm. Because those are two very different things. Right. I, I will spend the rest of my life critiquing white supremacy. Right. It, it is necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't care who it hurts. I don't care whose feelings it hurts. Be savvy, be tactful, be tasteful in your delivery of it. But be honest. Mm-hmm. But... But do, do, but I don't want to get into the I don't want to lean or trip and fall into the trend of critiquing white culture or finding I've literally heard black people say things like white people stink. Where's the systemic <laughs> critique there? Where's the supremacist critique? There? You uh, know what I mean? Like right. where where are we really dealing with a system of oppression that prioritizes? white people mm. as you know you know societally superior like by saying that they stink and mm. and and i promise you that is not like a i pulled out the most caricatured thing it, it is a, it is a it is a it is a refrain that i've seen in in multiple different ways delivered of like mm-hmm. um making inappropriate comments about the type of hair that white people have or some physical features about white people or mm. their 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 lack of ability to create culture which is really complicated actually and and it has some validity to it but is actually kind of sociologically complicated mm-hmm. um, or you know their lack of ability to dance their lack of ability to cook and and it's like or 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 beloveds 
what did they cook differently and it doesn't taste great to us? Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest. I, you know, I mean, obviously I was raised by a white woman, but I like white people food. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine to me. Because I love pumpkin pie. Because it depends. Look, I don't, I don't want white, I don't want white people cooking my Louisiana gumbo. Uh, I, I don't. Right. Unless yeah, yeah. they're from Louisiana. Yeah. And so, and and you're gonna get some Cajun folk uh-huh. that could tear it up. You know. Yeah. But 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 I really like my Louisiana gumbo to be from a a soul sister grandma <laughs> just. Just cocoa butter okay. in the kitchen, just you know, but it, it, it would be ridiculous for me to act like I've tasted some gumbo from like Mississippians, completely different, uh-huh. and, and it's and it's content and everything, completely different. Still really good yeah. and probably really enjoyable in that space. It has different seasonings, less seasonings, less of a collage of things. And look, there are appropriate ways to cook gumbo, and some of that's objective. <laughs> and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like it's not. But th- my point in saying that is, it's very silly. Some of the things that we, we, we really lessen the systemic white supremacist critique when when we're constantly harping on really dumb stuff about athleticism and um, and cooking and dancing and. All these different things are like, dude. These are sociological phenomena. There, there's, 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 there's environmentally controlled reasons why these things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That are not connected to race or ethnicity or pigmentation or you know, like. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah. So go from there. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I just, no, you're good. Well, so I, I was just thinking about like <clears throat> going back to like the interracial marriage one, where it's like. Um, I see black and Hispanic couples, but I don't really see, I don't see, I don't see people harp on those ones or like, Mm -hmm. like, like black and brown interracial marriages. I just, I, and I'm sure there are times where there's tension there for sure. Yeah. But a brother brings home an Asian, you're not going to get too much pushback. Yeah. And so it's like, but yeah, when it, it just seems like the common one that I hear is, um, no, you can't date the oppressor, mm-hmm. you know, or you can't, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's, that's basically like, oh, no, you can't, you can't date the oppressor. You can't, um, you know, uh, date someone who doesn't understand the struggle. Um, I was like, well, why don't you just date someone you love? Like, you know, <laughs> like, isn't that the point? Like, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, and, and, and it's, I don't know. It's just, again, like, it feels funny to me hearing that. And then like, you know. But then in rap, it's like, you know, J. Cole and, yeah. and, you know, you just kind of like pretend that they're not a product of that, you know. A blatant product. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I mean, J. Cole, like, <clears throat> you look at him and he, he doesn't just look like a light-skinned brother. Like, he looks mixed. Yeah. You know, same uh-huh. thing with Drake. And, and so the, there's tension there, right, of like, we live in a democratic society where you should be able to choose who you love and be with who you love. There's also a pretty egregious context for what in which we're living in, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I, I want to appreciate the tension while still rebuking the the sentiment, but appreciate the tension, right? Of like, look, I I've tried to date white women; their families aren't easy. I, I'm not I'm not gonna try to like sugarcoat that. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I've I, I I've been I've been a part of multiple relationships where the family is just straight up racist, and I'm not gonna like sugarcoat that. Right, it's right. just true, right? And and still some really amazing people, really kind people that mm-hmm. 
have got some really effed up ideology mm-hmm. and really need to repent and fall on their face before Jesus and and get some new paradigm lenses on society, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of black people are like, hey, that's dangerous. That's dangerous to put yourself in that environment. That's dangerous to put yourself in that space where you can't be yourself. That's dangerous to put yourself in potential harm, mm-hmm. you know, because there's all kind of scenarios. The family's probably not going to, want to make too light of this because this, this isn't funny but the family's not going to lynch you you know this is not life is not a massive movie of get out it's really not like mm-hmm. like bro like there's there's a there's a crap ton of harmonious relationships between black and white mm-hmm. people and black and white people's families and um but there is a real i get tension and fear of like you're out late at night and you're having an argument and from a distance what do people see if mm-hmm. you're a black male and she's a white woman, mm-hmm. you know, or um, there's real cultural differences of communicate. I've, I've run into this in relation. Like literally we just communicate differently. Mm-hmm. I communicate like a black person. She mm-hmm. communicates like a white person. It's tough. It's probably vice versa on the gender side as well, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I, I, I get, you know the tension of like being pulled over by a cop and the cop coming over to the white woman on the in the passenger seat and asking if she's okay mm-hmm. you know and like there's real stuff there but in a democratic society that is good and right to pursue whatever it is you want whoever it is you want to be with mm-hmm. we cannot put this on people that they're like letting the ethnicity down if they end up with you know, a white person, mm-hmm. or that they are bringing something pollute. It like my God, if you're honestly communicating to a child that you're bringing something polluted into a family by bringing a white person, how right, is that right. not? Racist? Well, <laughs> it's like the it's like the reverse of um, the one drop. It, it's yes. it's yeah. So I mean, like I'll say like uh, you know the the one drop rule is racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it also gives someone like me or J. Cole or someone else some sense of identity in that, okay, um, I'm mixed with black, mm-hmm. so I'm black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, in some sense, like historic, I feel like recently, it historically it was used racist by white people, but kind of used as a welcome in to the black community. And I feel like maybe lately with maybe my generation, it's kind of like a, no, that's racist. So we're going to um, <laughs> just kind of eyeball whether you're, you right. know, actually in or not, uh, depending on, you know, a set of criteria, whether you're culturally black, whether you are dark enough or whether you act a certain way, whether you fit kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the criteria. And so I think that that, um, yeah, but it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Like when you say, like, oh yeah, you're poisoning our, our kids with your whiteness. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. J-, J-, J. Cole. Yeah. In, in many ways, yeah, that litmus test is for a lot of people because J. Cole doesn't have to prove his blackness. Mm. There, there's something about the, his presentation yeah. and his talk yeah. and delivery and vernacular that just like mm-hmm. he, he just kind of gets an immediate stamp for approval. Whereas Drake, who kind of flirts around in more pop settings, mm-hmm. even bigger mainstream settings. Um, his aesthetic, everything. Mm-hmm. And there's this constant like battle of like proving his yeah, yeah. his blackness. Which I had a, a very savvy uh, black pastor tell me, Drake proving his blackness 
is the blackest thing about Drake. Mm. Because black people, particularly mixed black people, have had that battle the entire the entirety of their existence mm-hmm. in the American context. Um, and you know the one drop rule was ugly and racist and mm-hmm. disgusting. And the truth is, you are black and white. And, right. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like that sociological framing has caused a lot of identity crises, and there is uh, a, a a odd feeling of clarity mm-hmm. to being like, oh yeah. Societally, I'm black. Yeah, I'm and, black, I, and right, I can yeah. and I can embrace that. You right. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. Like it, it's there's no question in my opinion of like bringing a white person into the family and even having the idea that you know your uh, I guess child or nephew, you know, whatever is is going to be. Uh, what What did you just say? Like, like like a I guess uh, uncleansed or <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, like you're polluting the thing yeah yeah and the histo- and the historical term that was used amongst a lot of like racist politicians was like we're gonna create a mongrel race or some you know some kind yeah so whatever yeah, yeah but and there's also the tension of like particularly when it comes to I, I, there's both maybe both more emphasized when it comes to black men and white women but even still the dynamic between white men and black women there's a large large paranoia and hysteria around that and that mm-hmm. is a bit once again a very valid yeah thing yeah for sure of like there's all there's been the great fear of the black man that will you know sexually assault the white woman the pure pristine and glorious white woman the mm-hmm. the ultimate paragon of femininity the white woman and and the ultimate you know, reality of savagery in the black man and, and you know, overly sexualized and um, violent and, you know, you know, coarse and so on and so forth. And and then, you know, on the flip side, you have the actual reality of a lot of white men raping black women mm-hmm. throughout uh, a lot of the, you know, more overt subjugation of African-Americans in, in, in American history and then mm-hmm. the more, even still, within the more covert realities of, of racism in America, and so there, there is real tension there, and real reason to be cautious there. But the beauty of hating white supremacy and loving white people mm-hmm. is basing it on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are there are white girls out there that I know that want to date black black guys, mm-hmm. where I'm like, don't, you ain't ready. You ain't read enough. You ain't dealt with your family enough. Mm-hmm. You haven't dealt with yourself enough. Stay away. Don't right. hurt them. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. We've been through enough. Right. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't need a racist society and a racist relationship. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, but if there's an individual who's like, man, I've done the work and I'm in. Mm. I'm in. Whoever I, whoever I fall in love with, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Period. Same thing. There's a there's a white guy out there that wants to be the black woman is like, man, I'm in, and my family can kick rocks, mm. you know, or they've done the work of like, hey, my family's safe, mm-hmm. and and you're and you're good to be in this space, and we're growing, and we care, and we're and we're and we want to be humble, and we, like, the 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 stamp of authenticity of blackness, being lessened, by being with someone you love, that cares about you makes absolutely no 
ideological. It's not supposed to make sense. It's incoherent because it's racist. Mm-hmm. And we and that's and that's the thing is like we have to be honest about it. Like you, all the excuses in the world can be given. Mm-hmm. All of the all of the jargon, all of the you know, just like come on, like you you know that that's more difficult. You know that that's dangerous. You know that that's harmful. It's like look, we can deal with all the real historical context behind it. We can deal with all the real tensions with it, but once you step into a full rejection and a full alienation, it's racist, and there really is no logic behind it. There's no genuine logic behind it. You're dismissing someone before you even know them, which is literally at the core of what it means, right. <laughs> at least colloquially, societally, to be racist uh-huh. is 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 prejudgment and uh, we and, and, and we like the lesson the blow with prejudice but it's racist mm-hmm. and I'll say this one one last piece and, and let you jump back in I'm sorry but like you know the thing is like well they're like well, well a white person can't be racist against another black person because a white person has power we talked about that earlier and like look I'm 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 not missing that in this I'm sorry that we're 52 minutes in and I haven't like said this like straight up but like I'm not missing that in this conversation. Mm-hmm. I understand that if an elephant's mad at an, a mouse, the mouse is in way more danger than if the mouse is mad at the elephant. Right, right. And in, on a societal power level, mm-hmm. I'm the mouse. Right, right. I can be as mad at white people as I want. Mm-hmm. I'm not dangerous to them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. They All the paranoia and hysteria about my existence and my violent existence and how they, I'm not dangerous to you. I'm chilling, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't hurt you societally at yeah. worst i can hurt you on an individual level you know emotionally or physically i won't because i'm not the profile of that but like um th- this reality of like yeah i can as the mouse i can be as mad at the elephant as i want i don't have the same power to affect their everyday life and affect them like that and so yes white racism is infinitely more dangerous than black racism mm-hmm. infinitely want to make sure I'm so clear about that. Yeah, at least in the U.S., for sure. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you know, but that doesn't mean that that mouse isn't being ugly. Right. That doesn't mean that the <laughs> mouse isn't wrong. Uh-huh. You know, it just means that the, there's a there's a clear, blatant difference in the power scaling of the two forms of bigotry. Mm-hmm. And, and in certain circumstances, like Kanye and Kyrie, you're way more powerful yeah, exactly. than a lot of yeah. the Jews you're talking well, about. That's, that's another thing I was thinking uh, was uh, was if you want to use the power argument, Kanye was a billionaire when mm-hmm. he said those. You know, mm-hmm. like he he has a lot of power in a capitalistic society mm-hmm. where, uh, and he has a huge voice. How many followers does he have on Twitter and Instagram? Millions, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie has I think five million or so followers that, that he posted that link to and mm-hmm. gave a lot of people. You know the the um, the idea of like oh you know whatever the narrative and language for something that they would never have language for you think exactly probably some people that have some weird thoughts about jews or they've heard some crazy uh-huh. thing. but you give them even more language and artillery mm-hmm. to 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 shoot out big bigotry you know? yeah yeah no so i i guess one of uh the things i guess i'd be curious from your standpoint is like as a because i guess one of the things i see is um, and you kind of alluded to it earlier was it's hard and maybe uncomfortable to jump into these conversations and even be critical of maybe some racism that comes from you know black people or you know parts of the black community 
Um, and so I get that and I understand. And, and well, like how, I guess, would you say white people or white progressives would, uh, you know, maybe be critical of That's such a good question. Yeah. We should have got to that earlier, but we got time, um, uh, here in the last like four or five minutes or so. But like one grow a pair. <laughs> no, no, no. That, like, that's like, that's like good. The, like the amount of cowardice when it comes to calling out black people on things that are like blatantly wrong, right? And I'm like, you can make a beautiful argument. Yeah, it may ostensibly look weird mm-hmm. that you're calling out a black person for racism, right? As a white person, it may like on on the optics, on the immediate optics, it may look honestly kind of mm-hmm. weird. And you may get you uh, may get some pushback. Yeah, you may get a lot of pushback. Toughen up. Girl, yeah. like it's wrong. It's ugly. It's mm-hmm. ugly. If you if you see a black person post a video about how black people shouldn't date out of their race, uh-huh. get out of here, bro. Yeah. That's clan stuff. Right. And guess what? A lot of the Hebrew Israelite stuff, and a lot of the like, ov- overly strong black separatism stuff. A lot of that, not only does it ideologically coincide with KKK ideology, mm-hmm. bro, there's some people who popped up. I'm, there's some people that I'm, are so amazing that I'm not going to name them because I'd rather people have to dig and look them up to see that they participate in some really ugly stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like there have been a lot of black thinkers who've been so nationalist that they've stepped into some really ugly black separatism that have been like at Klan rallies saying, hey, um, yeah, we don't, we don't want to mix with y'all either, you mm-hmm. know. And um, but I would say to that is learn your arguments, mm-hmm. make the distinction between white supremacy and white people, mm-hmm. make the distinction between white supremacy and white culture. That's a little bit trickier, right? Because some of, some of that's a lot of a lot of it's intertwined, and I and I hate that, and it's hard to disentang- disentangle, but. Um, make some healthy distinctions know your arguments well build good arguments b- b- like we've done in this episode we, we've we defined racism mm-hmm. we've defined we have to let time evolve mm-hmm. racism cannot keep the same definition it had in, seven, in the 1700s um, and the 1800s it has to evolve it has to it has to mean something now Mm-hmm. It can't just mean exactly what it meant then. No, no words do. Mm-hmm. Does gay mean the same thing it meant seventy years ago? You know, it doesn't. It used to mean happy. Now it, it actually mm-hmm. refers to an orientation. You know, and so, right. uh, you know, like we have to let things evolve and like so. Know know what you mean by racism, and if it feels racist, it's because it probably is. <laughs> right. Black people have had to do deal with that our entire lives. If it feels racist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it is. It needs to be investigated. It mm-hmm. needs to be analyzed. But it probably is. Well, yeah, and also, uh, you know, again, like you said, knowing if it's uh, if it's a critique of white culture, that's racist. Yeah. If it's a critique against white supremacy and it feels racist, you might be racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, or or you, you might have something that you might need to address for yourself. Because it's not a critique of white people to mm-hmm. address white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It might be a critique to say all white people are white supremacists. Exactly. But so that's that's that you know th- just knowing what's valid, what's a critique of culture versus supremacy, um, and 
Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Growing the pair. Um, Toughen up. Like, because the reality is, I'm a, I'm a, I, I and a lot of other black people will jump behind you. Mm. Like, if Kanye were to come out tomorrow and kind of be on some, like, Dr. Umar Johnson stuff, which we can't fully define or elaborate on him at this point. But let's say Kanye comes out and he's like, you know, man, I'm sorry for dating Kim. We got to stick with the sisters. You know, and they always try to pull on the heartstrings of like, black women are the most unmarried, black women are the most. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's a comprehensive societal issue that I can't fix by who I marry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, that is a massive issue of black women being undervalued, portrayed terribly in media, uh, the, 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 the false narrative of, of the paragon of femininity being white women. Like, economic stuff like there's so much going on there mm-hmm. that you, you you don't get to like manipulate me into like well you better marry a sister because of this mm-hmm. no I, I, look I'd marry a black woman because I think a black woman's all because I think black women are awesome yeah you know that you yeah don't, you don't have to like you don't have to like push statistics out you know like you know like I, like you could use those same statistics to force me to marry a Hispanic woman, mm. you know? I think it would be racist to say I'm not going to date yes, a black woman. that's good, that's good. That's I, good. It, but there's no racism in dating someone else exactly. if you're not opposed to... Exactly. You know, th- so, yeah, no, that, that's... that's And, a, and, a and real quick, and we, we've talked about this privately, like, check your biases. Mm. If you're only swiping something on a dating app, date who you want love who you want be with who you want that's right that's good like mm-hmm. you have desires and things that god has given you intentionally like do that mm-hmm. but like check your biases and be like but wait why and it doesn't mean that you have to make some drastic shift like still date who you want mm-hmm. but like every every person has to deal with what kind of media things have i been fed mm-hmm. that's making me exclusively look for this right you know what what kind of environmental and societal things have, have I indulged in and taken in that have exclusively made me move in this direction? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it, you, everyone needs to check that, you know? Yeah. But that's complicated. And let all this be complicated and nuanced instead of giving hard and fast rules about who can who can be with who mm-hmm. because it's it's racist and it's, um, it's dehumanizing. Yeah. Well, no one made you the police of relationships yeah exactly um so yeah no i i just i know that it's easy i think and i I will say i understand it i get it when white progressives don't feel comfortable hopping in yes because it's Uh, tough it is tough it's it's definitely hard optics and it's but i i just and and i i also will say i think that um you know the argument of well i think that there are a lot of white people who want to be allies to black people like really badly like they want to do their part that Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to just kind of buy anything that Mm -hmm. a black person says about you know what their view of racism is Mm -hmm. that you might actually buy into um I hate the term reverse racism but you might Mm -hmm. buy into something that's actually a little hurtful and in the in the way back so just yeah, don't Being aid and abet other forms of racism trying mm-hmm. to be an ally. Yeah, yeah. Don't aid and abet. And I love the outcry against Kanye. Mm-hmm. I, I, because we, we don't need to aid and abet. And I'm sorry we didn't get to, like, 
deciphering the arguments of like why black people still support some black people still support Kanye and Kyrie and all that and some look some of that's just anti-intellectual some of that's yeah, just yeah. like they're not very educated on these issues mm-hmm. and they can kind of be conned by eloquent speech and and a couple trigger which words, is funny because Kanye is not eloquent at all no he's not but Kyrie is <laughs> Kyrie is Kyrie and is. and he and that whole thing that he pulled we gosh I wish we should have made time to talk about this the uh, the whole like uh, you know like my ancestors and three hundred year four hundred years of slavery and uh-huh. the trauma and like bro you you stop I just I just want to slap <laughs> it I want to slap it I don't even I don't even like put my I'm not violent I'm a pacifist uh, but uh, like but you wanted to I wanted yeah, to because yeah. I was like bro like don't you dare uh-huh. use that. that is so that look every black person's done it bro. like every every black person has had that moment where, like. <laughs> They got just frustrated by the situation and they cried wolf. You uh, know, uh, like not gonna deny it, bro. We <clears> all do it. Like we could talk, we could say this publicly. Like every every black person has done this. The, your goal in life is don't you dare overuse it because it's wrong. It's evil. <laughs> it's manipulative to do that. To be like, oh, the real reason you arguing with me right now is because you white and I'm black. Come on, fam. Like don't don't do that. But like. um, but when Kyrie weaponized it like that, and so like anyway, oh, elo- eloquence can can make it easy for people to be miss. And then when you have nuggets of like truth in it, mm-hmm. you know. But just remember, Kanye's out here talking about the conspiracy theory that Jewish people rule society and mm-hmm. create agendas and you know oppress or whatever. Here's the reality that white people do it, and that there's a real thing called white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need a conspiracy theories yet. Conspiracy theory about Jews to talk about the supremacy of a people group over, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't need that. The reality is it really happens, but, um, but but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I I think it just comes down to, um, we don't need to gatekeep aspects of society who people hang out with, who people marry, who people date, who people socialize with, who people move into communities with. And I and I and I and I, I think it's concise to put it this way. Racial and ethnic issues are comprehensive societal issues. Mm-hmm. They are massive. Mm-hmm. They are ma- this is a massive issue that one person doesn't get to bear the brunt of right. in their personal endeavors. Yeah. You, you you can't make me the fixture of all of the comprehensive racism in mm-hmm. America. I can do that through my votes, through my advocacy, through my work, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But don't force that into my relationship. That's right. inappropriate, you know. Yeah, or don't for, like the the black person who has a lot of white friends mm-hmm. might be might have been adopted, you know. Might, yeah. Might have been. Uh, or they know, might be doing the work in other areas. Yeah. Or they. You know. Why you got Twitter fingers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, Come on, bro. You know, I'm they, just, they, I'm just getting it off my chest. Yeah. No, we, we got. I think we're getting a lot of things off our chest right now. But no, yeah. I just, I just think that you know, it, 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 as you said, it's a comprehensive. Uh, it, it's a symptom. Mm-hmm. I don't even like that word because it's really not like bad to have a lot of white friends you know but um but it's in in just like a parallel it's a symptom of maybe you know housing issues or um bro you you know (laughs) imagine being mad at someone because they came up in a a a neighborhood where they just had a lot of white people around them yeah so 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 the so the so the obvious systemic issue of like gentrification right right or redlining historically or Mm -hmm. you know gerrymandering even like and all those things like 
put put that on a one black person who's surrounded <laughs> by white people. Like, right. It's your fault. Yeah. Or, or he just ended up at a grade school yeah, or, where he was surrounded by white. I don't know what you he, want him to he do. He was he was just born. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's just his fault that he anyway, just you know. <laughs> bro. These, these it's so pseudo intellectual and uh, so yeah. But but I I think I I, I hope that this episode I do want to point out it's valid. There's valid concerns. There's mm-hmm. valid. Um, things to talk through there and there's real social issues that are there but um, it's ultimately vapid and not a sophisticated response to those valid concerns Mm -hmm. so this was great Uh, we had planned on doing a series on fascism I think basically we're we're not going to pull off of that completely we still want to have some of those episodes um, pop up that deal with particular tenets and aspects of fascism and like analyze it critique it break it down but uh but yeah really wanted to start you know having some dope conversations about things that we're passionate about and and this i I wouldn't say this is like a oh this like i said this is a mouse being mad at an elephant there's not going to be super so you know societal repercussions with black people being racist but it is a problem Mm -hmm. and when you have yeah. multi-millionaires to billionaires who are doing it it's a problem and it needs to be addressed and and we need to get it out of some of our colloquial vocabulary as black people because it could have societal ripples that you don't want history to remember you as a bigot as it because what you need for history to remember you as is someone who endured bigotry and fought through it mm-hmm. and I want us to be remembered for that and not people who contributed to it in a way that in the moment we didn't want to call racism but in retrospect like as history passes on we'll look back and be like oh man you know yeah Markeisha was was ugly for that telling her daughter she can't be with you know like Mm -hmm. and knowing all these stories and knowing this history and it becoming more publicized and less just like in our community and and so yeah a very important conversation so thank you guys so much for joining us um Kennedy's dope I'm not dope but I try and uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email us. Um, uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. Um, all these things will be within our um, within our show credits. But um, yeah, thanks for hanging in there for the hour and ten. Hopefully, it was all insightful. And uh, catch you on the next episode. <laughs>